This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. And action! Hello and welcome to episode 358 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films to TV to documentaries and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up, in our very, very humble opinion. I'm Giles Alderson, and I'm delighted to welcome onto the show today producer and actress Terry Dwyer and director, writer and actor Ian Pulston Davies. They are some of the team behind Boland's Shoes. It is released in cinemas now. Uh, myself and Nina Christofferson, our guest hosts for this week's episode, sit down with Ian and Terry and we talk about why we do it. What is this fear that we possess? and imposter syndrome and as a debut director why it's important to work with experienced crew and why it's okay to ask for help we talk dealing with reviews and winning awards dealing with issues and having a backbone on set believing in yourself as a director and why being a dictator is the worst trait Boland's Shoes is a story about a devastating road accident that changes a group of young lives forever. Years later, survivor Penny takes best friend and fellow Mark Boland fan to visit his shrine in London, where an encounter there resurfaces past trauma. This film is superb. It's an excellent, excellent indie film, and it's a debut movie by Ian Poulston Davies as well. Um, it is produced by Terry Dwyer, obviously, Dean Fisher and the wonderful Greg Barrow. Its cinematographer is Richard Swingle. It was edited by Abby Wright and it was cast by the always superb Kate Plantin. And the composer was Ian Arbour. This film stars Timothy Spall, Mark Lewis-Jones, Matthew Horne, um, Holly Dempsey, Lewis Emmerich, Sarah John, India, Sienna Rose, Williams, um, Ruby Snape, and as the lead role of Penny, Leanne Best, who is, for me, phenomenal uh, in this film. It's a, it's a wonderful, heartbreaking performance, and she deserves all the awards that hopefully get thrown at her. It's a really stunning performance. It is totally worth checking out. Like I say, the movie is in cinemas. Please go support indie films. This is what this podcast is all about, us supporting each other, helping you guys and girls go out there and make your film. So when someone does that, it's so important to support and review the film as well. That really helps to get a presence at any indie film you watch. Go on Amazon, go on IMDb, Letterboxd, whatever it is, and review it. Go on all of them. It takes seconds and it means so much to the filmmakers. A couple of shout-outs who have been amazing uh, online in the last couple of weeks. There's been loads, actually, but I'm going to do half now and then half next week in case there isn't any catch-up on. I'm sure there is. But anyway, thank you to Daniel J. Barnes, Mark Hampton, uh, Aideen Johnson, Darren Rapier, uh, Jeanette Godoy, and John Scranton. Um, thank you so much for your love and support. Keep going. Uh, if you want your name read out on the Filmmakers Podcast, then go to our Twitter, at Filmmakers Pod. Go to our Instagram, the Filmmakers Podcast, and give us some love. Say how much you really enjoyed Terry and Ian on this week's podcast. How much you love Bowling Shoes. Whatever it is, uh, support. And we will support you back. If you've got a crowdfunder, if you've got a film coming out, let us know. We will shout about it. You can email us at thefilmmakerspodcast at gmail.com. Links to all that is in the show notes too, so don't be shy. Uh, by the way, my fellow host today, Nina Christofferson, she's an international multi-award winning actor, uh, singer, writer, producer, director. Uh, she's so won so many awards for her West End show, uh, Billie Holiday. And she's taking that around the country as well. And she's performing on the 29th of September, uh, coming up uh, in a week or so for you, 8pm. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. This is really worth seeing. If you love hypnotising, captivating uh, performances, then you have to see 
Nina Christofferson perform and she's phenomenal so there you go link to that is in the show notes but do go see her singing Billie Holiday coming up um, our co-host today she's also starred in a couple of my films including World of Darkness many shorts and she pops up in Stranger on a Bed that I was lucky enough to direct for Terry Dwyer and Greg Barrow's brilliant production company Buffalo Dragon that is available now Stranger on a Bed on Sky Store and around the world on the Roku channel Showtime uh Prime Video, Apple TV, everywhere. If you fancy a night in watching a thriller based on a best-selling novel by Samantha Lee Howe, then um, uh, the link to that should be in the show notes as well. So do go watch it. Speaking of Terry Dwyer, she has graced this podcast before, uh, talking about her feature film Break that she produced and starred in. Um, we also chatted on the podcast about The Stranger in Our Bed. So technically, this is her third time on the podcast not only is she an amazing producer but she's also a brilliant actress as well starring in Hollyoaks for a number of years and also been in the TV series Law Law & Order Storyline Doctors The Block and starred in the feature films Age of Kill Hooligan Legacy which was produced by friend and fellow host of the podcast Lucinda Rhodes Takra Uh, and she's also starred in 13 Graves Break which you mentioned Stranger in Our Bed of course and she does pop up in Boland's shoes as well Ian Paulson Davis is also has also acted for a number of years starring in shows such as Marcella Pennyworth where he played Arthur Pennyworth Tin Star as Frank Jackson uh, Viewpoint for Lives The Teacher Silent Witness The Bay and he's also starring in season two of The Responder um, which is coming up for you very soon and of course he is the director and writer of Boland's Shoes. It is out now in cinemas. I don't know if I've told you that. (laughs) But when an indie film like this gets to cinemas, it means an awful lot. It means a lot of hard work and effort has gone into making that happen. So, get yourself to a cinema. Go support this film. For now, though, sit back, relax, enjoy myself, fellow host Nina Christofferson, talking to Ian Paulson-Davis and Terry Dwyer. Enjoy this podcast and you've heard it anyway but we go off on tangents and we come back so don't ever worry about it's more fun when it's relaxed Brilliant. you know and it's just us yeah, you're and getting that today yeah. <laughs> I mean this morning I couldn't even fucking talk <laughs> I was like I was doing text Giles to say I sound, I sound awful I, I was thinking there's going to be a text coming in a minute saying yeah, yeah we haven't woken up we're not coming I was <laughs> really, I, thought, I wouldn't happen. do that to you John. yeah so we've obviously just premiere last night Big screening now as well at the Everyman in London. And how did how was last night? Because premiers are just. Can you like, remember last night? Yeah. Well, I, I know it's it was a late one. <laughs> so <laughs> you, I, amazing! It was really amazing. I, you know, you know, yeah. this is a tough industry, and I think sometimes people look at those events, don't they? And they go, "Oh, their job's so amazing." What they don't see is the years of struggle mm-hmm. that you do, and then you have that one night, and then years of struggle again. Yes. Um, it was amazing. We felt really strongly about having it in Liverpool. Yep. Um, the, the downside to that is obviously then trying to get the press there. We didn't realise it was London Fashion Week. Of course, yes. Um, so I was a bit like, mm, what's the red carpet going to look like? It was packed. Wow. Absolutely packed. And wow. actually, where we had it was at the side of Fact Cinema in Liverpool. It, it's like a little square. You, 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 I mean, it felt like, you know, when you walk into like a proper festival like mm. Berlin yeah. and all you see is a sea of heads Yes, and I just I did take a beat and just look around and think oh my god so yeah I'm still on a high it was incredible it was a moment and what was lovely in, in a kind of warm fuzzy feeling was a, a lot of our family and friends were there and uh, quite a few of my Welsh relatives had crossed the border they're only allowed for one night only <laughs> and they had to get back before midnight they'd been yeah, sh- they shot by a bow and arrow <laughs> it's still true that's it's still true. true he said they have to come through the kitchen but they're not allowed to look at anyone yeah. they have to look at the floor <laughs> yeah I said we'll get you a little piece of the red carpet we'll put it outside the kitchen so you can have your photographs there but cruelty aside to have that Giles was a joy and it was was Terry's family and friends were there so yes it was work you know yes it was getting the press up and getting the celebs on the red carpet but for me and for you more than that it was you know celebrating 
through two years of hard work. And of course, let's not forget the cast and crew were there yeah. who hadn't seen it. You know, it we, was a joy. We did use it though. Um, obviously, we're, we're still a relatively new company and we're trying to grow. So we're still really kind of cultivating relationships. So I used it as an opportunity to get commissioners down. Mm. So, um, you know, we had a really good turnout of commissioners just to say, we can't do it, honestly. Yep. I know you've not trusted us yet, mm -hmm. but look what we can do with difficult circumstances. I mean, we were out of COVID, but do you remember that ridiculous thing called the pandemic? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, well, yes. we got hit. We were losing crew daily. I mean, it was absolutely... Did you normal. have it? No, we didn't have pinch. Um, and actually, we did test every day on Stranger. No, we, we tested on Stranger. And I remember the first day coming to set thinking, if I've got this, what's What's going to happen? Yeah, and I was no understudy director. I was absolutely there. cacking myself. I was yeah. honestly I, thinking. I, I think we frightened. all were, though. There was such a sense of responsibility, wasn't oh, there? And yeah. even Richard, uh, our gorgeous DOP, who mm, we all so know. Yeah. I mean, he would he wouldn't mix with people, would he? He'd no. take himself off. He wouldn't. He was really separating himself because he was so worried about yeah. getting COVID and damaging the shoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yours, strange, was right. In the middle, we right were in the, right in the middle. We were with the respect to to the endeavours that we had to go through with Boland. It was kind of a little looser, a little. I know oh, you wouldn't say that as a producer. No, you know, you I didn't get to, listen, Giles. I didn't get what they went through because she, rightly so, as a producer, shielded it from me. But as there was she should, yes. there was shit going on. I know. Yeah, I, I just yeah. think you, you make a film and there's always problems and then you think right I've learnt how to fix that problem so next time I'm going into this with my eyes wide mm. and there's another problem mm. that you never even had last time yeah. wasn't even on your in your vision and it's it's like it's like raising a child and each film has completely different personalities mm -hmm. and then you've you've got to kind of learn to overcome them and now our baby's going into the world yeah which is amazing. can I just ask you Jars can I, I've never, I've always wanted to say this, uh, from one director to another. Yeah. <laughs> and now you can. Do you, Congratulations. <laughs> do you, do you, um, do you, and this is a serious question. And I will, I will, you know, I will do this the next time. I won't get fit. I won't get match fit. But I will take care of myself. I know we, we mentioned it in the, in the, the Q&A. I genuinely was, for the listeners who don't know the full story, very quickly, I got very ill at the end of Bowling Shoes and I, I was, you know, laid up in bed and I, it took me a few months, you know, Terry, to recover. Did, are you aware of that before you do a shoot? I am now. Yeah. You are now, there but you go. On the first one I did for the day, I was not, and I, I must have been having some sort of breakdown because yeah. there's videos of me, there's full behind the scenes, and I look like I am a different person in a different oh, world, hypermanic, hyper trying to make sense wow. of everything. Whereas I've learned to try not to be in that state. I've learned to pace where I need to worry and where I don't, because like you said in the q and A, I had 27 ulcers. And there's yeah. no question about it, I, my also level has gone down with each yeah. film, but right. it's still there. There's another problem, there's another issue. Uh, but it's after the film finishes. I, of course I get really ill. I need to, like you said, I need to be in a bed for weeks yeah. and try and just think of nothing. Yeah. It's similar, Nina, for you as well, because Nina was obviously in, in The Stranger in Our Bed as well, yeah. but yet when you're doing shows, it's the same thing, yeah. right? You, it's that build-up and then the drop-off. That's it, that's it. Just the stamina that's required. It's. I don't think anyone can actually be prepared for that. You think you know you're ready and you're fit, and then you actually go through the emotion and you think, oh my God, what's this? I've got to keep going. Like you said, you, it's all the adrenaline. It's pumping, mm. pumping, pumping. You live off that, and then when it drops off, like you're saying, you're like, oh, well, you're, you're a vocal athlete, aren't you, really? I am. And I, am. I like you that have word. To be. Vocal yeah. athlete. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You ca thank you. And you, you, can you can have it. <laughs> I'm grabbing it. I'm grabbing it. I'm never going to give it back. <laughs> and you, you kind of got to be that. You've got to have that stamina. And you've got to, you know, it's a preparation, isn't it? Mm. And even when you've prepared, something goes wrong, like you're saying. Yeah. And no two things are the same. And that's the thing. You, you you can never prepare enough. That's what I think. Yeah. Could you ever ask yourself why we do this? All the time. <laughs> you know, listening no, to no, us. We're going, I get really ill. It's like having a baby. <laughs> Everything goes wrong. It's like, no. if, if you listen to another person say this, you'd be like, yeah. no, Terry, Terry, honestly, at the end of sometimes when I'm on set and sometimes in the hardest yeah. moments, sometimes when you've finished, you go, I can't do this anymore. It's too yeah. traumatic. Yeah. Trying to get a film 
greenlit made in the first place is traumatic. You're thinking, why am I doing this? And then you go through it and it's terrible. But then as soon, it's almost like the pretty much the couple of days after you go, why aren't I on set? And you have that magic thing yeah. that it's there, that instantly you go, I need it again. I need to be on set again because that was magic. It was like you said. Yeah. I had the 27 ulcers. It was really hard, but yet I want to get back tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. And that's what it is, Ian. And I think it's yeah. just managing your expectations next time and managing that stress levels to go, I can't get ill because I need to be fit and healthy to direct. Yes, yes, and yes. it's just managing that process of going, you know what, I can do this. Yes. And I think the fear comes from us thinking we can't or with the imposter syndrome I was right? just going yes. to say that do you God. think we ever get do you no. think there's ever a point you know some of your guests that have really kind of been around the block a few times yeah. do you think you ever get rid of that or is that the drive that keeps us going the the fact that we always want to be better we you know we we think we you, you do don't you that yeah. imposter for, for me anyway I think the imposter syndrome definitely drives me forward and I think it should be there because mm. I think if you lose, I'm not saying the imposter syndrome, but if you lose that slight fear, yeah. then you're just gliding through it. You're just turning up and, you know, doing an episode of something that you're doing every day. And it doesn't become a, it becomes a job. Yeah. And we're, this isn't a job for us, even though it is a job. It's a passion. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. that's the difference. And if we lose that, yeah. which includes the fear and the, you know, the, the whole, hey, I'm not good enough for this. Right, yeah. and yeah. I think that's it. But but that, that is torture, though. I just <laughs> I, I really I really wish I could just turn it off sometimes. I mean, even we could do in my speech last night. I, I thought I'd said something to upset someone. And they're what, shaking. During the speech? Yeah, during really? the, so I was having the this whole internal dialogue with myself oh, whilst giving my speech to an audience of 250 people going, oh God, I hope I haven't upset. What happened did I, did I, did I, I'm like, stop it! <laughs> Silence the voice in the head, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there must be a way to do it. It was probably just them spitting the head because they had a crick in their neck. It could have been anything, I right? I should have been paying attention. Yes, you should have been, been, been thinking about what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I know, I know the incident she's talking about right. and it, it, it was the person in the audience absolutely agreeing with what oh, Terry was saying but, but in a in, in a shaking in the head, head way. rather than nodding in a German way in, yeah, in, in a, a Bulgarian yeah, way it, yes, yes, yes. It, was yes. it took me the whole of the speech <laughs> and then about an hour later to digest it take it apart and then go oh it's actually fine yeah, yes. I mean, what a waste, waste, of time. waste of time, right? This is your yeah. moment, and yet in those moments we still can't enjoy them, and it's like, yeah. why can't yeah. we? But you did enjoy it, Ian, right? You did, I did. right? Okay. Yeah, cool. I mean, right. the screening uh, was a nightmare. We had, we had a, for me, a coping, a coping nightmare. Not the the evening was great, but we had a, a screening of um, oh, dirty, filthy, dirty filthy. That was the other one. Uh, bowling shoes at the Manchester Film Festival, and uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy that at all, Giles. Mm -hmm. It was. It was too overwhelming. And I, and I was saying to the director of the film festival, what's his name? Yeah, Neil. Neil. I said, why am I more nervous tonight, Neil, than I've ever been on stage? You know, I've been mm -hmm. a stage actor for, I was a stage actor for 16 years. Yeah. And I'd go on sometimes playing leading roles and obviously be suitably nervous. But it paled to what I was feeling about just sitting in the audience watching a film that I'd, and he said that's why because you can't do anything with it at least when you're on stage and he's actually right when you're on stage you, if you think it's going wrong you can get it <laughs> hopefully it. put it right but that helplessness that it's out of your hands yeah. he said that's one issue and I thought I agree with that and then he said the other thing is every word that's been spoken is yours and every every scene is kind of got your name above it mm -hmm. he said that's a lot of pressure so I kind of get now why I looked like I was on some really bad speed because every <laughs> photograph every photograph my pupils have disappeared completely my eyes are bulging and I look like I've done a really large line in the toilet <laughs> I, have, I have this clammy cream grey colour on my face every photograph mm. and, and, and so yeah long winded I hated it. I did. It was too, too much. Mm. It was too overwhelming. This last night was a joy. In it fairness to you, though, it was, it was the first time you were seeing it in front of an audience yeah, of four hundred. Yeah, mm -hmm. Debut director, mm -hmm. never been in that position before, oh, and horrible. I, you know, I, I, I defy anyone not to feel no, that was, kind of pressure. It was awful, but I've seen it loads of times now. Yes. I went to America with it for six weeks, and I saw it loads of times at the festivals. Mm -hmm. So that, that kicked in, obviously, mm -hmm. and. Um, 
and the Valium and the two pints <laughs> a little bit of sleep well, yeah, but also, all kicked in at the same yeah, time it's but glorious. also you get you get used to your film and you sort of go it's not yeah. mine anymore and that that you yes. sort of turn a corner with it from being yes. fearful of what everyone's going to say and I, I remember seeing the day with the Norris for the first time I couldn't feel my hands oh, I'd literally gone into this God. cocoon of pain and I was literally like having this panic attack and then oh, after a long time of people seeing it in all the festivals and it winning awards suddenly you just went it's not mine anymore oh my God. It's God, okay. It's okay. Let it go. Yeah, <laughs> Even yeah, the people yeah. who give it the shit reviews of all your films, you just go, it's all right, that's their issue, not yeah. yours. Yeah, They're they, just wrong. So cool. <laughs> they, I, I, and we have to keep reminding ourselves because we're always going to get them. You can you can never make a film that's going to please everybody. No. And actually, should we? You know, should we be yeah. challenging some people? And, and we're all humans and we've got different tastes. But yeah. Tim said something really, really Spoke, profound yeah. last night. And he just said, he said, Terry, you you just need to listen to the ones that matter. Hmm. Because, you know, there's quite a lot of keyboard warriors out there, dare I say yeah. it, who, you know, think that they have the knowledge to be a critic. And you, you know by some of the comments that they've made, you, they can't possibly have watched the whole film. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. th th that's just, don't get me wrong, I, I am a big girl. If they didn't like the film or they, they you know, they thought the lighting, or, I can take it, it's mm -hmm. not that, but when somebody's making a point that just factually was wrong, yes. yeah. then yeah. you shouldn't be a critic. Be, totally. On <laughs> Three Day Millionaire, I remember one reviewer gave this scathing review, and then we checked to see how much of the film they'd watched, because we were sending out individual links. Yeah. They'd watched 18 minutes of the film. Wow. And it was a big reviewer. Wow. We've still no. not said who it is, but we know, and next time we'll be totally aware. Yeah, because you can... Like, I'm shocked. Uh, do you know, I'm appalled by that. Yeah, so it was really... We, we, were, wow. we were tempted to do something, and then we thought, no, actually, let's let it go. It's yeah. just not worth... It's it. it looks like we're bitter. Yeah. So we were like, yeah. do you know what? It's let's really hard not to retaliate when you know that people are actually saying things that are just wrong. Yes. Yeah. You know, with Boland Shoes, Boland Shoes, it, it, it's not a biopic. Mm. It's It's... You know, it's a, it's a group of people that are Mark Boland fans. Yeah. So if you want to criticise the film for not having more Mark Boland or T-Rex in it, you're criticising the wrong thing because that's not, not, that's not the fault. narrative we made. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I think that's a really important thing. But I save all the reviews till the end, really, because even if you get a good review, it can send you off down. You know, if you're on stage and you get a good review, you think, oh, this is great. Yes. Sometimes you drop the board. That's and true. if you get a bad one, yeah. then you go into yourself. So I read them all, mm -hmm. but I read them when it's a safe place to read them. Well, we were talking about that just a minute ago in mm. the bar. Um, we haven't all been drinking, by the way. Um, <laughs> Not yet. I have. My beer with me now. Wait, it's it's called Hair of the Dog. Hair of the Dog, you had the premiere last night. I don't think you got much sleep, did you? Yeah. So you've done very well. <laughs> On the train, two On the train. hours. Yeah, yeah. This man has so much staying power. Wow. He is a machine. <laughs> well, some things haven't changed, darling. No. What's <laughs> fly the flag. Well, saying that, how were you on set? Because... You know, I know Jack on Three Day Millionaire, he just didn't drink the whole time. I know that me, when I'm on set, I choose. I'm like, if I go, I have one quick one, and then I go to my room to carry on what I'm doing. And then it's very minimum, and it's very rare. How did you work that? Because it's so yeah. difficult burning candle at both ends. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, let's mm. be, I'll be honest with you. I don't anymore in the days, in days of old, Hollyoaks upwards, I did with a bunch of other actors... I don't know how we did it, but we did used to go all night and turn up on set. But that was as an actor. You can get away with it as long as you can barely remember your lines. <laughs> but I remember doing a scene once with That's Francis Barber. a good job. Barber. You're a good actor. So. <laughs> good job. You can barely remember. <laughs> <the best. laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a good job your work speaks for itself, isn't it? <laughs> Listen, anybody actors out there, do not do this. He's no. particularly good at it. <laughs> good advice. <laughs> but the reason I'm holding this microphone is as a director. And God, no, I would never do that now. Okay. I wouldn't as a producer either. Yeah, I wouldn't. There's sort of too much going on in your head. Yeah. And I think Mate. you are putting out constant fires, even if you've you know prepped it to within an inch of your life. And you have to be very reactive, mm -hmm. which I don't know about you lot. I mean, I'm useless after a drink. I mean, I'm living on Diet Coke <laughs> today, but tomorrow I'll probably hit a wall. Um, 
I'd be terrified. Yes, coming it's, in to well, work. There's so much going on through your head as a producer, as a director. There's so much. There's so many questions to answer. And if you're blurry in any way, even if you feel a bit ill, it's hard. Mm. Let alone if you're trying to do that on a hangover. I right. I don't know how anyone even attempts to do that. Mm. So yeah, you've got to be really mindful of your mental health, but also your physical health on a film yeah. set as director, producer, even actors to a sense. You know, I've spoke to actors before and said, "Can you just?" chill can you not because I, I need you to be on this well, you know? it's a bit, it's, it's, it, i don't want to sound sanctimonious but because i'm also you know potty animal when the time is right but it's a little bit disrespectful to the people that you're on with you know yeah. if you if you but, but this is a gift what we do despite right. what the difficulties we have to to stand on set and love and be passionate about what we do so then to not be the best version of yourself is not very kind to your fellow worker mm -hmm. um you know i do know people that do it and they can cope i'm just not someone that can and so i just i would feel that that's not that's not all a right, team all spirit right, i'm sorry everyone <laughs> <laughs> I, I hold my hand now sure. well let's let's talk about you know this project bowling shoes mm. which we yes. loved me yeah, and Nina amazing. now amazing really congratulations yeah thank big you. congratulations thank you so much honestly the performances were off the scale Liam best is like outstanding oh, in this gosh, timothy yes. spall was a joy everything about this was like please give me more i'm like yeah, this is I, 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 I fed into it and i was like yes i love this so let's talk about quickly how it came about and then we'll talk about onset issues how you cope with it so first of all I know obviously we worked The Stranger on Our Bed and you were talking about other projects then obviously people don't know Terry produced that film um, so talk us through yet yeah, your process of finding this and then bringing Ian on or how it worked I think it was Ian at first but let's talk it through well first of all I want to say thank you for that because I really respect your opinion and yeah, you know enormously. when you've got filmmakers in the audience yeah. that you know know what they're talking about mm -hmm. you know I was you nervous about seeing you today and I was nervous about really? seeing Kelly last yes, exactly night exactly two people yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, the exact two people so how it came about um we'd done stranger stranger was a very definite choice because it was a commercial lower budget psychological thriller mm -hmm. dip our toes in the second feature we wanted to have a festival life to make a little bit of noise um just to set us into a slightly different position as a company now, I worked with Ian years ago on Hollyoaks and have always been blown away by his talent as an actor. Mm -hmm. he's, he's an absolute joy to be on set with. And we've remained friends over the years. You know, your careers take you in different directions. And when he moved back up to the Northwest, it was during COVID, we were going for a dog walk. And I just really flippantly went, you don't happen to have a script that uh, can win me some awards, do you? <laughs> and he went, uh, actually, I think I might have something. But he said, but mm. I want to direct it. I mm. went, no problem, direct it. Because I know him and if all else fails, he will be the first to say he has no technical knowledge, but we had Richard Swingle, brilliant. You know him, yes. you've worked with him. Yes. What I know about Ian is he knows performance mm. because he knows how to do it himself. And actually the lead actors echoed this. If all D Ian did in this film was get amazing performance, well, we could put technical people around him. Mm -hmm, it just yeah. so happens he's brilliant in other areas as well. Yes. So, I mean, it, it, he and he, he coped, you know, despite, and I, I know you don't mind me saying this, he suffers from OCD mm -hmm. and, you know, mental health problems. And that didn't come to set. Right. Even though it's really, really stressful, he just, it was like working with a, a director that it wasn't his first rodeo. I mean, he'd keep saying, I'm a learner, but I think if you've been on set for as long as he has, yeah. you, you just are familiar, and, and that's half of it, creating, I really like sets that have a nice environment. I think it's really counterproductive when the director's creating tension with the actors or shouting at his DOP. Yes. I just don't get it. Yep. And, and Ian's set was fun. It was serious when it needed to be. And you could tell, particularly uh, Tim and Leanne, they just loved working with him because he's an actor's director. Mm. So that's my story. What a compliment. Oh, isn't that yeah. wonderful? Yeah, yeah, really. That's beautiful. Just lovely, Terry. Thank you so much. Uh, but, and I, again, I, I'm, I'm echoing what I've, I've said all along, I don't do false modesty, um, but 
I did have that quote again, invisible L plate on my back, mm -hmm. and I made it clear from the moment I walked on set that I wasn't going to cover that up. I made it clear to cast and crew alike and every department that, you know, I was a newbie and this was had to be a team effort. And that is not false modesty. It's, it was to get the job done. Um, so I, the crew were behind me and Richard, as you know, Giles, I mean, oh, fantastic God, what a wingman. Yeah. I mean, he just... He kind of, he's like a mind reader, you know, they've got to be the best DPs around because mm -hmm. someone that can read your vision of a piece and then put it to work is extraordinary. I mean, maybe they're all like that, but I, you know, first time, I couldn't believe how, how, how closely he realized every picture in my head. So get a good team around you and get the best actors and, you know, as you know, Josh, you've got a good team of actors in front of you. Your job is made much easier. Yep. Yet, you're kind of there to nudge them and s offer them something up and say, try this. But invariably, uh, you know, if they're, as, if they're as talented as the crew, the cast I had, your job is made much easier. Mm. And, and I'm not making it sound like, you know, that's fact. Mm -hmm. There you go. I was just going to just add on to that because they do say the transparency um, that, that you're talking about is absolutely amazing. And I think that allowed everyone to feel relaxed because you didn't say, look, I'm the big all I am. This is my first and this is how you're going to do it. You were really open to the vulnerability yeah. of being the first, yeah. it being your first project and everyone knowing how brilliant yeah. you are as an actor, trusting you and trusting your process and actually working with you. And I think that's really amazing. And I think that's testament to you as well and the way you work and not to be so, you know, forceful yeah. in that situation, just to relax into it, sure. forget the ulcers and everything else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that comes with every territory, doesn't sure. it? You know, there's stress sure. of everything. But at the same time, taking that stress on and being careful how you manoeuvred everyone and making sure it was joyful for them as well. So, you know, your attention to detail must be second to none. Yeah, it was amazing. I don't know. I don't know. As an actor, I, I don't, picking up what you said, Giles, I don't know how any other environment can make it work. But you'd be amazed how many directors, I mean, I've worked with DOPs as an actress that have created terrible atmosphere because they're butting heads with the director. Mm. Mm. And it's just, it's yeah, not necessary. Yeah, it's right. a tough enough job anyway. Let's all have a bit of fun. Yeah. 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 And it's okay as well, Ian. And it's interesting you saying, you know, I like, I really like that sort of invisible L plate on your back. I still feel yeah. like we all have that. It was like this imposter syndrome. Yeah. So sort of like, yeah. I'm going to yeah. just stick it back on again. <laughs> yeah. But what was fascinating yeah. about what you did is you didn't do the full bravado. It's, I've been an actor for years. I can do this. Mm. You, you already set the stall out to say, help me. Exactly. Mm. So people went, oh, great. He's not going to get pretend he knows what he's doing and yeah. fake. He's like going, actually, I'm not sure here. I'm not yeah. sure what lens to put yeah. on which is what you said in the Q&A and stuff and that's totally fine because yes. it's about story and vision yes. every film is mm. and if you're saying to Richard Swingle the DOP I, I want this kind of a close I want it to look like this he'll go don't worry that lens is perfect yeah. that's his job yeah. right you gotcha. don't need to know gotcha. everything you need yeah. to know story and, and also, what you want to tell why yeah. do we as human beings why why is there shame in not knowing yeah. I think yes. I think that vulnerability is actually a really nice quality to have and everyone doesn't I, mind when someone like Ian has stepped forward and said guys I, I've never done this help yeah. me out that's amazing everyone yeah. would have gone oh thank god yeah, okay that's it makes yeah. you relax Relaxed. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I don't know if it's Britishness in us, but yeah. I don't know. We see it as a sign of weakness, don't we? I, I'm the first one to put my hand up and say, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm going to find out. Mm. And, yeah. and that is okay. It is okay. Yeah. We need to be more okay with it. I we think. do. Yeah. But I think that's what made you a great producer as well. For me, and it sounds like Ian as well, is that you were very good at doing that. Of going, yeah. If you didn't know, I'm going to find out. You were very yeah. hands on as well. And also, you shielded so much from me as a director, oh, which it gosh. sounds like you did from Ian. Yes. And that is vital for us. We don't care if there's a problem next week. We're bothered about the problem right now, yeah, <laughs> you know. And what can we do about it? We're on set directing someone, so and that's going to affect that. It's yes, so important yes. as producers, we, we shield. But you know, you're, you are great. You know, she's, you're, you're like minutes into the job. I love doing Zooms or interviews with Terry because she just, it's just a joy. You, 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 you have such a, a seasoned producer about you it's amazing, that is it? remarkable yeah. and I know you say yeah, yeah, yeah but it's true and it is a gift and part of me wishes that both of us would have started this fucking job I know, I know. 20 years ago yeah. right? faffing around 
Yeah, I know, acting, I but know. would Andy. we have been ready? This is what's interesting well, about this. There you go. I don't think I would have because right. I think what makes experience. Thank you very. That's very kind of you oh, to really. say. But I think you need you need experience on set mm-hmm. um, because I think as a producer you really need to understand the the problems that happen in different departments so you can help them overcome it. Yeah. I think you need an experience as a human being because you're dealing with lots of personalities you know it's really intense isn't it on set you all these new personalities are thrown together it's like a play yes and you've got to get on and you've I mean, what are the job? I know. Would do that. that. Yeah, yeah. Big and, Brother and is the only other person. Yeah. <laughs> Look what happens there. Exactly. <laughs> Link it up. We do really well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's the producer's job to kind of keep keep everybody happy as well as all the other things that we do. So mm. I do think you need life experience behind you. And I'm sure there are some great young producers out there. So to hat off to them. But me personally, I needed all that behind me before I could probably do this yeah so I, I don't think it's an issue of the way whenever you start I mm. think it's fine you just learn as long as you learn from your mistakes yeah. that's the thing that works if you don't and you keep bullying your way through the same problems that's when it becomes worse if you make a mistake or the problem you hold your hands up and as soon as you do that it makes everything okay yeah. people yeah. are very scared yeah. of doing that yeah and it's like why first thing you did that was my fault totally me yeah. I made so everyone goes oh, okay cool now yeah rather it's than trying thing. to patch over patch and then everyone's over. getting really yeah. Yeah. annoyed because you know uh, people it's not out in the open absolutely and they think yeah. you're blaming them because you're yeah. the producer you're allowed to do that and it's so unfair this episode is brought to you by Twizzlers long day late night feeling a little bored Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day no matter what kind of day you're having the perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Yeah. Um, talk us through that first day on set, Ian, for you, because you said, you know, you were nervous. And I think it's fascinating for all our first time filmmakers out there listening. I know how I felt. How did it feel for you? And maybe the first few, I know there was pandemic as well on that first day. I've heard mm-hmm. about this and maybe you could fill us in. But that maybe getting through that first day and that first feeling of saying action and going, oh, my God, I'm actually making a feature. It's, it's beautiful though, isn't it? Isn't mm-hmm. it, Giles? It's the most wonderful feeling. I remember my first, and this relates to the question, I remember my first ever acting job and it was Six Lines in Boone, a, a <laughs> series with Michael Elphick. Wow. Uh, it was in, for Central Television and I had six lines and it was, you know, like the birth of my children. Yay. It was, you know, up there um, <laughs> as being remarkable. And beautiful and I had that yeah I had that on set for bowling shoes it was just brilliant to suddenly get Terry to say right everyone you know and, and Dean first gather everyone and and they're waiting for you to say something and yeah that's the 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 the, 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 uh, the glory part of it the 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 imposter part that we've mentioned so often was what's gonna come out of my fucking mouth mm. am I going to <laughs> You know, what am I going to say? (laughs) I I, I genuinely, you can't practice it because it's not like learning lines. What do I say? And I suppose what you mentioned a minute ago about experience, suddenly 40 years of being uh, in front of the camera kicked in. And I thought, well, I've been watching this, Mm -hmm. the other side of the camera for 40 years. Mm -hmm. So is it that different? And suddenly... I voiced the voice of a director <laughs> and it was up there with the birth of my children <laughs> and my first acting job and this voice came out and and it was okay you know that yeah. so yes Giles it was it was it was just beautiful as you know mm-hmm. that first moment yeah. that responsibility what I didn't reckon on were the questions that you'd be faced with right like yes. every no, minute like, of the like, day what, and I thought what kind of questions are you faced I with I didn't yeah I didn't read the manual <laughs> I'm sure it did. if I had done would they have said you're going to be inundated like a, a, from the moment you open the mouth or the moment you stop talking you're going to get I wasn't prepared for that right Yeah. that's from every department they're almost kind of lining up wow and you're going yes no yes and I loved it but I was going wow when I went back to the hotel the first day I go what was all those questions about (laughs) why were they asking me (laughs) and why would I know (laughs) why am I supposed to know it's your job (laughs) so there you go that was it that was the day 
well. It's so true, and it's so important. <laughs> Even if you don't have the right answer right then, you don't want it. You've got to make a decision. You can't go, I'm not sure, because no one likes that. They've come to you with, do you want red or blue? Choose red. Later on, you can change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about it and gone, actually, I'm going blue. That's totally fine. You're allowed to do it, but you can't go, I don't know. I know. Because then everyone goes, well, I don't. If he doesn't know, <laughs> this, si- this ship is sinking. That's yeah. like saying to the captain, should we turn the, should we turn round into the storm or not? I don't know. That's so funny. Well, while Ian was reveling in the marvel of shouting action, whatever it was, my day was somewhat different. Tell me, tell us. The reality. So, we have closed off this gorgeous road in Liverpool, which costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I get this call, uh, and we're trying to recreate this 1970s scene. Uh, and yeah. I get this call and they go, um, there's a, a, a Mercedes Espace parked right oh. where we need to fill. Oh, no. And apparently this cage fighter in Liverpool, he does, he's known for it. So on a Friday or whatever, he gets pissed yeah. and just he uses his car park. And, and, we, and we're like, what, what do we do? A cage fighter. <laughs> a say. cage fighter. Okay, it's just random. Sorry, I just wanted to clarify you said. And we're sitting there going, this has cost thousands. And we, we, need, we, we need that out the way, of course. Police can't do anything. Film office can't do anything. No. And so out of desperation, <laughs> we, we ended up moving it. Did you? Oh, you shunted yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 we shunted yeah, yeah. it. And then got such a bollock in. From a cage fighter? <laughs> no, not oh, from, oh, from another governing body Ooh. saying, oh. well, funnily enough, one governing body were going, if you're going to do it, I'm not going to watch. What, the MMA? I don't They might listen to your podcast, so I don't want to <laughs> name <laughs> them. So one governing body went, I understand your predicament, I'm not looking. And then the other one went, you absolutely can't do that. Well, we've kind of done wow. it now and we're filming. Thanks. Yes. Well, actually, what, this is... What do you do? Well, in that yeah. situation, you just don't ask. You do. You literally, you do know, because you need to do, get your you shot. Know, we didn't do any damage. So that happens. So mm, we were like, then running late. Then we had COVID. First bloody day. We didn't have it at all on oh, Stranger. Yeah. No. And it was a grip Amazing. and we were outside. Oh, and my God, at, no. At that point, you ring fence it. Our, our on-set medic was amazing. We ring, ring fence mm-hmm. it. But then people who were near him outside we're getting pinged all week so oh. i'd wake up at five o'clock to phone call really really sorry but we've been pinged well I, you know at that point it was such a new thing oh. that first of all they didn't realize they were outside mm. you, you know it, 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 it wasn't a risk but if you rang any kind of helpline yep. they made it sound like it was mandatory yes yeah. whereas obviously later down the line when we all knew what we were doing it wasn't yeah so Honestly, that uh, you can't foresee that. We literally lost whole departments daily. <gasps> oh Honestly, it was like, oh, it, that is probably going to go down as one of, for that reason alone, because you carefully select all your crew. Of course yeah. you do. And, and, you know, to lose really key people. I mean, at one point, poor Richard, DOP, his... Um, uh, his assistant went down. Yeah, she was sharing a fact with the focus puller. Oh my gosh! Our camera. I thought it's not a big day. We were doing the bus scene with mm-hmm. all the ki- all, all the kids, the kids. and oh. a big uh, CGI. I was thinking, okay, don't panic, don't panic. It's okay. We've got camera B. Camera B can step up. Yep. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Camera B didn't even get his foot out of the car. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and, he and he got, got pinged. Oh, oh, no. Honestly. <laughs> Poor Richard. He was he was a good he was literally lighting cameras focus pull for about half a day on his own. That's and I think on a bus with a load of kids or on a bus with a load of kids. Hot bus with with our um, special effects team there. Honestly, that day, I, I think I nearly had a heart attack. Oh I nearly had a heart attack. That's, film, that's filming right there. And it's great you can laugh about it now. But <laughs> at the time, I imagine this was pretty stressful. Because you've I just got the kids. I my hand on my head just going, oh my God, surely nothing else. I actually got to the point where I thought, I'm not answering my phone. Yeah, I'm turning my phone off. Because he's just away. Well, I imagine you took Richard's phone off him. <laughs> You're not getting pinged, mate. Yeah, this ain't happening. No, no, no. Well, but I even thought that I thought what do I do because do I say please don't download the app because mm-hmm. it's you know that that yeah, I, I, and it was all so new and we were all Reasons. getting used to it I yeah. think if it had been anybody that other than Richard who it's my third film with him yes and we know each other really well and if he says Terry I can cope mm-hmm. I trust that he can cope 
I think we'd have stood down, which would have cost tens of thousands. Yeah. And on a film which the budget is whatever it is, uh, is yeah. and on an indie film, you can't do it. It's too big a risk. Yeah, and crew it. often sometimes don't fully get the production side and they just go well why don't we just do another day and you go well it doesn't work like that money is allocated very specifically we haven't got coffers in the bank we're not Netflix yeah and it's very tricky so you did incredibly well I mean, and, and the scene's amazing in the in the film. You know, the yeah. kids on the bus. It's a really great. It's a great <laughs> really scene. Cool. So now yeah. you know what when you're watching it. If you yeah. watch it again, you now know what that day, wow. what was going on. Yes. The full backstory. The, the backstory. The horrific. That is the worst day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'll probably come on again in the future and go. Oh, I've been able to beat it. Yes, yeah. I've got another worst day. Of course you will. Yeah. I expect yeah. that. But we can't. You have to laugh. Do you know what? If yeah. you don't, yeah. I think. I think the key as well sometimes is overcoming the problem and just being able to let it go. You can't yeah. dissect it. Yeah. The same as you know when you're on stage of an, as an actor and you get something wrong, mm-hmm. you've just got to forgive yourself. You've, mm. you've got to, this is tough. You've got to be kind to yourself. No, we couldn't have foreseen that. We did the best we could. It meant that it was a very difficult day. People probably got fed late, you know. Mm. But you're trying to keep that away from the set because you don't want people stressing on set. We've got kids, we've got mums. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a tough job producing, as I, you well know. I think it's one of the hardest. I really do on a I, film set. And you don't get thanked that much either, do I, you? This is what I was just about <laughs> to say. It's a thankless task, actually, yes. a lot of the time. And you look at any of the sort of any sort of press stuff and stuff that's going on. on. I mean, now it's slightly different because mm-hmm. of the situation with the sex track. All the producers have been pushed towards me for the podcast. That are normally not. So I get directors, we get actors, mm-hmm. and we always push for producers because we know how hard it is. And plus, yeah. this is what the podcast is about. How do you actually do it? Yeah. And... I find that fascinating that it's never the producer's medium when you're sell- you, you know you're talking about the film. Mm-hmm. It's very rare unless it's someone who also acts or t- is, likes talking. A lot of producers they also don't like to talk about it and don't like mm-hmm. to talk about the problems. And I find that fascinating because that's mm-hmm. the tough bit for indie filmmakers out there. And also, yeah, the process, we, we want to yeah. learn, don't yeah. we? We yeah. want to. I, I love like, you know I'm an avid listener to your podcast, and I love listening to how other people overcome things yeah. because there just might be something I can put in my knapsack for yeah. the next time I'm in production. I yeah. think that's vital because you have to think so quickly and on your feet. Yes. The more ammunition you've got from learning from other people or experience, mm-hmm. the, the, the quicker you can fix things. Totally. totally. Oh, I, I've got lots of problems. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> this no. might be a five-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you did get a bit of glory recently when uh, you won um, Best Film at the National Film Awards. I so did. congratulations yeah. to that. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we were the underdogs, Giles. Yeah, we were absolutely, yeah. I never brilliant. thought in a million years... Uh, we great. were going to win, and it was sponsored by vodka. And there's no food. Uh oh. So, uh oh, Terry. I mean, the Terry, only thing the I drink Terry is vodka. Comes out. So <laughs> I, was, I was drinking away, thinking, "Oh, you know, it's, it's absolutely fine. It's yeah. absolutely fine." And then, literally, lovely Karen, um, her film had won a, a, a couple of Love Without Walls. So you had oh, them yeah, on, yeah, lovely. Yeah, I really course, enjoyed yeah. that podcast. Uh, we, we really champion each other as, as producers, which is lovely. And they'd won a couple of awards, and I thought, shit. I think I might need to just have a bit of water. But by that time, I was really squiffy. So by the time I got up there, the amount of F-bombs I dropped. <laughs> and then the next day, of course, they, they were all over Twitter. I, and I just had to say, I'm so sorry. I was just so excitable. I didn't thank everyone I meant to thank. But I was just so shocked and beautifully surprised. Mm. And, you know, we were there to make friends, really, to put bowling in. We mm. never... Yeah. But lovely, because yeah. I think ours has actually uh, voted for by the, the people. The people. That one, that and that's why we do was, what we do, yeah. not for awards, yeah. for people. We tell stories mm-hmm. so people can enjoy it. And yes. I think for me, as was Manchester voted for by the audience, mm-hmm. the audience award, they're the ones that are really special. Yes, totally agree. Because they're the ones that actually, it, sometimes the people can be swayed if they're on a panel. You know, yeah. it's, it's about maybe they know people but the audience award is literally the audience award what they like about a film I've won a few now not necessarily showing off in any way but I prefer those because it's the audience who you connect with they're the ones who come up to you afterwards they're the ones who shake your hand they're the Mm. ones who say thank you it's kind of nice right yeah Yeah. do you think do you think you feel that way because you know you've got lots of hats haven't you so do is that a little bit of the producer in you or would the direct Giles prefer a director's award or is it quite hard to separate it now I'll take any award going to yeah, me. Too. I'm not asking. Yeah, yeah. Bring a I'm coming. <laughs> Nina's won loads of awards in her time. Yeah. I, 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 
No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't because I think the whole awards thing is slightly weird anyway. But mm. what it does is promote the film. Yeah. So I'm yeah. kind of there. Look, if the, if I get an award, I'll just make it about the film. Yeah. But so it's why it's an audience award. It's the whole team. And I like that because yeah. the whole team made the film, not just me. Yeah. It's not filmed by Giles. It's yeah. if, and, and interestingly, I did put that on one of my first films. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, no, it's not. The whole team made this film. It's not filmed. Yeah. It just became the thing to put up because someone put it in a contract to say, have that on the... And you go, yeah, yeah I directed it. But actually, now I know what making films is like. Right. Everyone from the PAs all the way yeah. up to editors, post-production, deliverables, all those teams yeah. made the movie. Yeah. It's not a film by one person. It's a film right. by committee and Don't team. you hate whole deliverables? You've just said I do, that. I, I actually went into a cold sweat when, when I you said mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> Please, can we, can we just never Me and you have passed ever? deliverables stuff backwards and forwards constantly <laughs> because it's so painful. For uh, boys what? and girls who don't know, it's, it's yeah. really painful. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Why don't, oh, why Ian, don't they horrible. streamline it? Because they don't use half of no, it. I would love to know the answer to that. Why do we In case, Terry. It's in case they need well, them they because should deliver it, it to themselves and see how painful <laughs> it is. Well, I said that. Make a yeah, and realize why you don't need all these deliverables <laughs> that we have to do, which is so painful. But it's yeah. insurance. It's covering themselves. It's mm -hmm. making sure that well, we got it from the filmmaker, and if not, there's too many problems. There's too many holes for them. Mm -hmm. So they do make you do all of them just in case. But some of it's archaic, though. They wouldn't use. Well, it. which is why you can argue the toss with them when yeah. you're doing the deal with the disputes or sales. You can at that point say, let's look at your deliverables list. We're not giving you that, 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 that. Are you okay with it? And most of them will say yes. Yeah, they do. They so are. there is that too, but you've just got to be clever as filmmakers and not just go, oh, great, I've got a deal. Yeah. I'll deliver everything you need because suddenly doing that is really hard. And it costs money. Yeah. People forget how much those deliverables cost. You can't mm -hmm. do all those things yourself. You can't do an E&O report yourself. Mm -hmm. You yeah. just can't. And they, that costs around two grand, you know, mm -hmm. plus all the American side of it you've got to do. And it's the frame rates as well. You yeah, know? frame rates. Yeah. There's two different frame two rates. Please stop it! <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I've just got into a cold right now. We're talking yeah. about it. There's no need What's for two different rate? frame rates. <laughs> What's a frame rate? So there's 24. So most films in the UK are shot on 24.98 or something uh -huh. Americans and I think I get this right way around one up 25 yes that percentage for cinemas is a huge difference because it bows your film or something yeah. I, I don't know the ins and outs yeah. I just know I had to deliver the film twice yes <laughs> but the problem is if, if, if there's a problem you then have to re-deliver everything, everything in two frame rates oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Ours, and once you've got oh your DCP which is also oh, very expensive, very expensive yeah. you know you kind of cemented that's yes. like saying I can't do any more unless I want to you know spend loads more money so but you can get DCPs for around 100 quid now so don't be DCP? fooled yes yeah, so don't be fooled no by way. some companies who say it costs so much yeah we've we got we can get them for 100 pounds yes the re redone version I might put a link in the show notes so oh the please God, do that is, that is really what, what, what are you used to not to make the, sorry to recreate a DCP so oh, oh not to make not it on to the, make the yes. first one yeah the first yeah. one I'm talking okay, about okay yes that yeah, costs way the, more yeah. Yeah. I was thinking God Giles you can't with that contact now no sorry everyone listening I got a bit excited there and Terry what is it normally well thousands thousands yeah we negotiate that with your post house yeah Yes. I mean, we we we, we you can followed, do deals. But, yeah, yeah, we we've been lucky, and uh, we use Arteos um, up in Scotland, and they've been incredible because Tom, our lovely colorist, yes. who has worked on all all the films oh, that I've great. done, yes. we've kind of followed him around. So um, he was he was out at a big studio, and then he went to Arteos. Yes. Bring it back to Ian. Now, when you started the process, yeah, and you you wrote it, you were director, and you got the team together. What was your initial reaction when you actually got on set and you and it's not going the way you want it to go? Yeah. How do you tackle it? Well, do you know what? I, I surprised myself because my partners always, always, and my children are always saying, grow a backbone. Mm. And, and I never have. I, I, I'm quite spineless when it comes to speaking my mind yeah really? well that's it's it's interesting genuinely i don't really have any kind of uh, i don't feel authority very well mm -hmm. i don't do authority very well but what surprised me when when that first time director opened his mouth i kind of knew what i was saying and i knew what i wanted so when things went right I suddenly found this voice and said, that's wrong. And I didn't go, oh God, which is what Sue and 
the kids sometimes say, you know, I didn't go what we should do in real life, which is, well, I, I don't think that's actually right. I said, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Or, you know, and I thought, oh, fuck, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. really surprised to yeah. hear you say that oh, because yeah. that, that's not a way I would describe you. Well, maybe as a director, I, I have a voice. I have a backbone. Yeah. This yeah. is what I was going to say. I'm different off set and people have said this to me go. before my missus came to set at yeah. one point she went well you're a different person uh, there you go that's what I mean <laughs> because you, you've cut because almost you have to lead you know you've yeah. suddenly got to step got up to. Yeah. And, you, it, and you've got to have that voice of authority which you know and also the film's been in your head for so long so again you're not you being know. rude to people you're not saying mm-hmm. you're wrong you're saying oh, okay uh, here's this yes. isn't what I'm seeing can we do this yes. you're not going oh, I'm not sure you, you're yes. coming with a positive yes. energy and mm-hmm. everyone wants to make it work yeah. and I think yeah. that's the difference we're offset you're not you're not in control yeah. and I think maybe that's the difference on sets your, your right. vision you're in control of the ship you're yeah. trying to steer it in the right way exactly. in real life we can't do that yeah. things go wrong all the time like someone coming up and shaking a hand in the street he yeah. could have done anything gone yeah. I think you're anchor and punched you or you know he could have yeah. done anything yeah. and how we react to that mm-hmm. is well we're not in control sure. whereas if you're an M&A fighter and you're in the ring well, you're in, you know you're going to fight back. This is the game on yeah. set. This is the game yeah. in real life. I, it's I get exactly that. that. Mm. So I knew when things weren't right. I knew what I wanted, yeah. and that was a great feeling. I don't right. think I felt that before. I, this is one of the reasons yeah. why yeah, I wanted great. to direct because the first time I directed a, uh, was a pilot for BBC, and Nina was in it actually. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. And the first time I did it, I it's the same thing. I literally felt this unbelievable sense of, oh my God, I, I, not only I feel like I know what I'm doing, and you, Nina would probably say this, attest to this, that no, you felt totally like you know what you're it doing. It was amazing. Is that, you see yeah, what I mean? Whereas I didn't feel that way. I just felt like I could do it. I felt right. like, like you said, I've been on set so many times, I've yes. watched this so many times, I might not known at the time what lenses to put on. Sure. But I knew what I wanted. Yes, exactly. and it was an enjoyable. It was enjoyable. The whole process was enjoyable. You knew what you wanted. You were really easy with the direction. You, you know, you directed well. You were clear. We, you know, mm. we just put all our trust in you. We had, I had an amazing time. Mm. I don't care about anyone else. <laughs> I had an amazing time. <laughs> Other people might say not. <laughs> no, yeah, and it was brilliant. And it, it sounds like brilliant. thank you, Nina. And it sounds like you did the same in what Terry's yeah. saying. And that, and I think it's so important to have that on set. That not only do you know what you're doing, but also to have fun with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep everyone yeah. at ease so they don't mm-hmm. feel like you're going to tell them off. I don't feel that they're nervous because yeah. no actor wants that. And you know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've worked with so many directors. Yeah. And you've I've been on the receiving end oh. very few times, Charles. But I have been on the receiving end of of, of little dictators, mm-hmm. and I just. You know, I, I become like a, 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 a hedgehog. I just curl up. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make you a better performer. You, 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 yeah, you, yeah. You, well, you've just free. stifled me. You've yeah. completely knocked the confidence out of me, yeah. and I'm not going to deliver. You know, I don't, I don't I get just, it. I don't. I get don't it. understand. Yeah, the mentality. Because actually, all we want is to do our best work. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why do they shout? Yes. Well, Any directors out there, really? This is a, a really, really bad trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the best work is always going to be produced by the happiest people. Yes, yeah. agree. Definitely. I think it comes down to fear themselves. Yeah. I think you could say that into life as well. But I think often when people do shout, get angry or upset, it's because they can't communicate what they really want. Mm-hmm. And the only way they feel they can do that is by shouting. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying there's no place for shouting. Yeah. I'm just saying... <clears throat> When you're on a set and there's that unnecessary yes. tension it's the unnecessary that's created, tension. you know, yeah. we, we all need to be respectful of our own roles and the roles of other people, mm. um, which I think sometimes needs to be reinforced from the producer because that's yeah. the kindest way to work. You know, we just yeah. need to be kind. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. We do. So, Terry, so tell me a little bit about your journey from the last film, Stranger in Our Bed, to... They were so completely different because Stranger in Our Bed, we were in lockdown. So um, I I don't feel like I probably got a realistic helicopter view of producing because of the kind of things that we were dealing with. Um, But definitely with each film, I mean, Bowling Shoes was particularly challenging because of the pandemic which we've uh, discussed before and actually Dean um, who was producing Bowling Shoes with me had to step into the first AD role Mm -hmm. and he just said I can't do the first AD role and keep the ship running and then have to worry about producer stuff as well Mm -hmm. so you know I kind of all of a sudden then was like shit okay so I've and, and I j- it just couldn't because there was a couple of things I tried to, you know, discuss when he said, I was just, I, I can't think about that right now. So 
but I wonder if that hadn't have happened. I'm much more confident now. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. I felt like I was really thrown in the deep end to keep the ship running because yeah. Dean was, and Dean's been my mentor on the last three films. Yeah. And I think finally, um, because I was balancing that while he was on set, you know, I, I feel like uh, the mentee needs to kind of spread her wings Aww. now and, you know, probably work with other producers. Um, Dean's been really gracious, actually, in mentoring me and, and taught me lots of things. But I think, you know, when the time it is to start expanding because you, you start finding things that you want to do in your own way. Yes, your own um, voice comes, comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and there's, yeah. there's things that he's taught me that I'll take with me forever and there's yeah. other things that actually, doesn't mean to say he's wrong, I just want to try a different route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been very lucky to have um, been under his wing for some time, but yeah, it, it's an exciting process. But I also got a lot more involved in the post-production with ah. Bowling Shoes. Can you tell me a little bit about that yeah the post-production yeah. normally so, so with Stranger I really it was done in London and Giles and Dean really uh, it, because for the stuff we've said I just I kind of a bit like numbers I just numbed over a little bit yeah. <laughs> but it's a really important part of the producing process and I think until you understand every part of the producing process you can't really be a really good producer right. so it's like doing blinking you know the, the deliverables and yes. learning all of that it, you've just got to go through a lot of pain if you want to try and be the best version of you, yourself you can be mm. so um we brought in a post uh, producer Andy Evans who normally works on much bigger budget films and he was really gracious in, in teaching me how he does it which was okay. different to what I'd learned from Dean before so already I came out with a really different experience and knowledge of post-production um, so I feel much more confident. I'm sure the next shoot will be hellish because they always are. Um, but I, I love it. You know, I always was nervous about being a producer. I was gradually gravitating because I always thought, well, it'll take over and I'll, I'll never get the chance to act. Mm. What I didn't factor in is that, like you said about your directing, I'd love it. Oh. I love being that person that is the energy behind a project. Because actors, you know, we sit and wait, wait by the phone. Yeah. It seems a long time. But I never understood what other people were doing to try and get projects off the ground. Yeah. And I am like a tornado. And at least I know if I'm that person trying to get it off the ground, I'm in control of my own destiny. Yes, now. yeah. And yeah. I do, I love it. I love the hustle. It's hard work. It's the hardest thing I've ever done other than raising my children. Um, but it's so rewarding. I'm literally going to say the payback is amazing, isn't it? It is like, you know, the, last night watching the film and, mm, you know, my yeah. son uh, sent me, because he, he came and he walked the red carpet. And my son is a man of few words, you know, <laughs> typical 17-year-old. And he just went, I had a really good time tonight and I'm really proud of you. <gasps> and I was like... <laughs> Job done. Yeah, job done. <laughs> job wow. done. Because he saw wow. I was working hard and I was doing something I love. And I think the Brilliant. biggest lesson we can try and teach our kids, yeah. among all the others, choose a career you enjoy. Yeah. Because yeah. as somebody very famously said, you'll never work another day in your life. And yeah. you don't mind working hard, do you? No. Yeah. no. That's why we talk about this. And I know we were jesting before how difficult it is. But we do it because we love it. Yeah. And yeah. so you don't mind the pain, do you? No, wait, yeah. that's the thing. You sort of do and you don't. It's, that, it's yeah. a weird thing. You sort yeah. of it's like no other, no <laughs> other no, job. There's no other, it feels like there's no other job. Yeah. And what about yourself, Ian, then, in terms of what you've learned from this? Because I, I really hope you direct again. Oh, yeah. um, Thank I, you. I can't wait to see that. But what, right. what have you learned from this and what do you think you'll take with you onto mm. your next film? Uh, I've learned that I can do it. Right, yeah. Um, and that I do have a voice. And... I trust my choices yeah. and I've learned, I've discovered that, that patience is such a virtue with every everyone on set and to pursue that even more, the patience bit. I just felt there were times I didn't vocalise it but there were times when I did feel a little bit impatient and... I, over the course of the four weeks, learned to be more patient. Great. So I think patience, you know, is so important on set when you've got everyone doing their utmost in limited time with limited resources. That's kind of it, really. I wish I could be a bit more 
but I think that's that's my list. Mm-hmm. It's enough. It's that's enough. Solid. It's enough, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. It's enough. Yeah. You know. Well, well, listen. Well done. Bowling shoes is in cinemas now. now. How many Terry? You've just told us in the Q and A at Everyman, and it's uh, release date in cinemas. How many cinemas is it in now? One hundred and forty-seven so far, still oh. counting. Wow. Yeah, it's not wow. great. It is amazing. I'm very proud. I just need to get an audience in there now. It's in that many cinemas. You've done so, so well, both Thank of you. you. Just need to work on now. We need to track the cinemas, which is something new for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm tracking all the cinemas. And I've what got does a, that mean? So I'll look at, we'll look at the numbers and we'll... So I've got an assets folder, which I've created, which actually... Obviously, people don't do it much because they've been very receptive to it. Mm. So in the assets folder, it's like what you do, the little videos. And Mm -hmm. I've I've given them social media fodder. So if they want to support us, they've got lots of bits that they can support us with, which is new content for them. So Mm -hmm. and they've been really receptive to that. So I'm working with the cinemas to try and, you know, it's in both our interests. I don't want I don't want empty cinemas and neither Mm -hmm. do they. So we're working together now to try and get those bums on seats because it's still tough in cinema. It really is. It really is. That's the truth of it. So it's so important right now to support indie films. So listen, find a cinema. This is playing in Bowling Shoes. The link will be in the show notes and go watch it in the cinema right now. Go support and then go find their Twitter handles. And write this was a I like this whatever you want to write but it's just amazing. just give yeah. it a review it makes such a difference to support indie film if you're listening to this podcast you love indie film and you're a filmmaker so do it with every film you watch but uh, right now Bolin Shoes is in cinemas so go watch it it's incredible um, listen thank you so much for coming on both of you this has been a real joy to chat to you it really oh, has I loved it. every minute you yeah. know this is my favourite podcast yeah. <laughs> I get a little bit giddy every time I come on it I just love it I think it's well a done, really Jess. important thing you're doing to be giving information to filmmakers and I learned quite a lot about SAG on the SAG one. On the SAG podcast yeah, episode. It. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, I'll put a link to that one in the show notes as well. So uh, producers out there can keep learning. Um, listen, you can go out there and make your film. You can go make your indie film. You can make your TV show. You can make your documentary. You can make your short film right now. Go do it. Believe in yourself. It's so important. Exactly as these guys have done. And if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well, it's your duty to... Send the elevator back down. Yeah. I do listen. You do listen. I could have tested you. I could have tested you. Uh, listen, Terry Dwyer, thank you so much. Always gorgeous to see you. Ian Paulson Davis, thank you. Uh, it's been a delight. Thank you. It's Pleasure. Been great coming on your podcast. What an honour. And Nina Christopherson, thank you for co-hosting today. Thank you. My Nina pleasure. Nina. It's been great fun. Thank you for having me. We popped your cherry on the Filmmakers Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bowling Shoes is in cinema. Go watch it. Right, take care, everyone. We will see you next Tuesday, as always. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.